0: Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we play Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on when play Lego. Here's my Daddy, Ryan Rieger. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger. Today we're chatting with Pastor John Stonge, Core Creek Community Church in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. He has an awesome story, guys. You are going to love it. Uh, back in uh, 2014, 2015, he was struggling, didn't know how he was going to pay his bills. The church basically told him, uh, Pastor, we can't pay you. And he did not know what he was going to do. In this episode, he shares the next steps that God placed in front of him. And he just took those steps one by one. And he calls it a domino effect that set off an amazing chain of events that has led him to where he is now. He has, guys, four podcasts, I have one. I wonder how many sometimes how I'm, I'm going to create content for my podcast when I have one. He's got four. And he's got a platform, a membership community where he teaches people how to take their passion, their interest, things a message that they're on that's on their heart and get that out into the world through a podcast or a blog or for whatever whatever mode of uh, communication that best fits them. But I learned a ton from talking to John uh, one thing he said is uh, at the end, I loved, don't despise your discomfort. Um, there may You may be in a place where you're just not sure what to do next. Your business is struggling. Think something in life, It's you're struggling in some area of your life. Uh, get with the Lord. He will show you the way. And John said is, is to take that next step. Trust that God will show you what that next step is and just take action, move forward, knock on a door, have a conversation, do something that puts you forward, and uh, God will show you the way forward. I I know that this episode will be a blessing to you. I learned a ton from it, and uh, now I got a new friend. Uh, I love this episode with John, and I know you will too. Here it is. John, thank you so much for being on Streams of Income Radio. Appreciate it. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, so we got to, we met at the Entree Pastors Conference in Osprey, Florida with, uh, our friends, uh, John Sanders and Les Hughes. And you told your story and it was just fascinating everything that you're doing. You're a pastor. You also have four podcasts and a membership community. So you're not the normal pastor that, uh, <laughs> just, is, just in front of their congregation every week. So, um, and that's all, and that's what a lot of them, just all they do, because there's so much to do as a pastor already. I don't even know really how you is. have time to do all the other stuff, but <laughs> let me, I want to hear your story, how you got started, um, taking back to your, your church and business and all that. Sure. Yeah.
1: Well, so for starters, I I uh, I've been pastoring for about 25 years. I I was a youth pastor for two years and uh-huh. now I've been a lead pastor for the, the past 23. And um, you know, for many years, I it, it it was in the back of my mind that the content that I was producing each week as uh, sermon content. I wish that it had a life beyond that moment, because you deliver it in the moment. And I would think to myself, it has no life beyond this. And in the late 90s and early 2000s, the internet wasn't as developed as it is right now. And I just didn't have any sort of vision or thought of what could be done with that. But in the Mm. meantime... One of the things that that many people probably assume about pastors, unless you're a, some big celebrity pastor, it's not very. It's not a very lucrative way to make. A living and many pastors to be perfectly honest with you actually struggle financially yeah. and many of us uh, have secondary sources of income to try and supplement what mm-hmm. we're doing or we're, we're bi vocational or whatever it may be mm-hmm. and uh, early in my ministry one of the things that I I did was I also was the announcer for a radio station not okay. too far from our church and I got exposed to that I, I learned how to do audio editing and announcing and, uh-huh. and things like that. It, it was a really good fit with what I was doing, but I had uh-huh. no idea that it was going to play into what I'm doing now. Yes. I thought it was just an interest that was some somehow going to you know kind of scratch that itch. Mm-hmm. But eventually, it really played into the things that you introduced me with, the things that you just shared about yeah. podcasting and, and things like that. Wow. So, so let's fast forward a bunch of years. We're up to 2008 in my timeline. <laughs> and in 2008, my wife and I felt led to plant a church in the town where we met. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to college in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, and a church died in that town. And uh, I met with the remnant of the previous church and, and left that meeting convinced that I was supposed to plant a church there. And, um, and so I presented the idea to my wife and I said, all right, here's the deal. Uh, the, the building is in somewhat disrepair. It's not terrible, but it's in somewhat disrepair. There's essentially no congregation, just a few members left from the previous church, and uh, but there's not an established congregation. Uh, I don't know where we will live, and I have no idea how we'll get paid. What do you think? And to her credit, she was like, let's do this. Like, oh And we gosh. were just on it. And so in 2008, we moved to Langhorne, Pennsylvania and mm-hmm. began the process of, of replanting this church here. And um, And for the first few years, we had outside funding and things like that, and that was helping out. But when we got to 2014 and 2015, we didn't have any more outside funding. And our inside funding wasn't strong enough to really support an income for me and the expenses yeah. of the church. And it was really, really stressful and really discouraging. And I started to realize, all right, I've taken on this expensive mortgage. I've moved to what is one of the most expensive locations in the state of Pennsylvania. I really feel led to get this church to a spot of of health and maturity, but it's really struggling right now. And uh, I have a wife and I've got four kids, and we've just invited my mother to live with us because her health is failing. And I'm feeling all this pressure. And the church tells me, that it can't pay me. And I, I think, okay, I know how much time it takes to lead this church, mm-hmm. and I know how much time I don't have to go and get another traditional job. Right. And I think, what, what am I going to do? Like, How am I going to support my family? How am I going to continue leading this church when mm-hmm. for a season the church couldn't pay me? It just did not have the funds to do so. Yeah. And uh, I remember, uh, did, do you have uh, where you live? Did you ever have uh, circuit
0: cities and stuff like that? As, yes, yeah. as Well, you actually mentioned at the Entree Pastures Group, H.H. Greg, And yeah. we had H.H. H. H. Gregg in Indiana did where you? I grew up. I'm from Indiana. I moved to Texas in 2008, but there was an H.H. H. H. Gregg about 10 minutes from my parents' house all all okay. the time we were growing up.
1: Nice. Yeah. Our Circuit City closed and it became uh-huh. an H.H. H. Gregg. Yeah, and yeah. for some reason, I had to go over to H.H. Greg <laughs> to get something. Yeah. And as I was pulling into the store... Uh, And I was really wondering at that point if maybe I should step down from the church. I thought maybe my gifts were more along the lines of getting the new church started, and maybe Mm -hmm. I was starting to do a lot of self-blame for the fact that the church was struggling. And I thought maybe I need to step out of this so that uh, somebody that is skilled in areas that I'm not skilled could come in and and lead this church to the next level. I was really wrestling with that, but not wanting to do that. I didn't want to step down, but I was starting to feel maybe I'm a detriment here. Mm -hmm. And I pulled into H.H. Greg, and a song comes on the radio, and the lyrics to the song, it was a song by a group called Sidewalk Prophets, Mm -hmm. and uh, the song's basically a prayer. And they're they're saying, if there's a road I should walk, help me find it. If I need to to be still, give me peace for the moment, whatever your will, help me find it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had heard the song before, but it just struck me in a new way because that was the very thing I had been praying for. Yeah, And just really wrestling through this and trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And uh, and basically, the Lord impressed upon my mind and upon my heart, he, just take the next step. And I'm going to show you what the next step is. You don't have to have the next 10 steps figured out. Right. Just take the next step. And that's yep. where my present day entrepreneurial journey began in that parking lot, praying, wow. listening to that song and wrestling through what am I supposed to do? I I don't have money to pay my mortgage. I don't have money to to do what I need to do. The church is struggling financially and I still feel called to
0: lead it. And uh
1: yeah, that's where it began. Wow. I wish don't uh,
0: that's usually the way it is. Like we just we just know that next step. We don't see the whole picture. I mean, it would be nice sometimes it would feel like it would make us feel better if I knew 10 steps ahead, but most yeah. of the time I just know the next step. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh! What was that next step for you? So, how did you? um, What you? What was that next thing for you that uh, to get started down this journey?
1: It's so interesting because one thing started leading to another. It was like a set of dominoes started falling. Mm -hmm. So, so Mm -hmm. the immediate next step was a videographer that I'm friends with. Mm-hmm. offered me voiceover work. He said, "All yeah. right, you've done announcing at did the radio station." Did you go look for
0: that or that just came to
1: you? That came to me. I did yeah. not go looking for that. Yeah. And he and he offered that to me and he said, "I'd I'd like to start hiring you to do some voiceover work." Yeah. And voiceover work pays well if you can get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. for the amount of time it takes compared to what it pays. I mean, I get paid, yeah. you know, I have some clients that pay me $17 a minute and that's my lowest. So that I have others that pay me 26. I have others that have paid me uh, 90. So when you think about something, you know, if someone says, I I want you to record a five minute thing and we pay you $90 per minute for, you know, say five, 10 minutes of your time, you know, you're getting, you're getting like $500, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're looking at that and you're like, wow. Um, So those gigs started opening up, Wow, which was totally an answer to prayer. I was so grateful for that. And because they became more regular, I went and I bought. A, uh, a microphone of my own that I could do recording at home mm-hmm. instead of going to my friend's studio yeah. so you can see like little foreshadowing how huh? I'm gonna end up into podcasting right yeah. uh, but before even getting into the podcasting domino, uh, so that it, it was the doing the voiceovers for this videographer, Perfect. and I also love writing. And mm-hmm. so I started at, at that point Amazon's Kindle publishing was really ramping up. Mm-hmm. So I started taking some of the content that I had produced. Uh, through some of my sermons and editing those and changing those and writing new content and condensing it all into Kindle books. Mm -hmm. I started putting that up on Amazon as Kindle books, and uh, they started earning well. And so the combination of voiceover work and book publishing, self-publishing through Amazon's Kindle uh, platform ended up becoming how I was paying my bills while the church could not pay me. That's, That's how my family on was those fed.
0: on those sermons it turned into books. What were would you taking like sermon series is and making that a whole book?
1: Yeah, some wow. of it. And then some of it I would take a concept and then I would write out additional concept from it or, or additional content from it. And yeah. um, yeah, it was it was kind of a mix. So some of it was, you know, in a sense, like ready made in the sense that I already had all the prep done. I just needed to yeah. condense it into chapters. And then others I would take some of the ideas that I'd been spending a lot of time studying. And then just take more time to write. I stopped watching TV in the evenings mm. and I would
0: either write or record. Can and, you take me through? Cause there's a lot of pastors listening to, and, um, and other people that want to write books that don't know, like, wow, how do I, how do we even write a book? So what cool. was your pro you already had these sermon notes already typed up for Sunday. And so what, what did you do with those? What's the actual process of turning that into a book?
1: So basically, uh, in 2012, I started Uh preaching from an iPad. And when I started preaching from an iPad instead of uh, paper notes, I actually decided to change the way I was doing my sermon prep. And I I started, instead of just writing out outlines, I would start writing out a full manuscript, just because I liked the process of delivering it that way or preparing that way. I don't actually, when I'm when I'm preaching a message, I don't stay super, super tied to, to uh-huh. what I've prepared, yeah. um, but, it, but I do like my preparation being full manuscript because then I can use that content many different ways. It gets the content in my head better, yes, but yes. then I can also use it as a blog post, as something on social media, as something that becomes a sermon chapter. So yes. each, each, um, each sermon was basically about a chapter's worth of content. Wow! So I was able to just take, you know, like 2200 words up to 3000 words and turn it into a chapter. Oh,
0: my gosh. It was and already I, done. You already did it. You were able to repurpose it. So you weren't thinking, yeah. oh, I got to sit here and do a manuscript for Sunday. Oh, and now I got to come up with a chapter for the book if they're one and the same. That's brilliant. it. It
1: was basically one and the same. Just I, I would go through it and format it a little bit differently and maybe change how I phrase this or phrase sure. that. Ninety percent of the work was already done in the uh, in the in the manuscript, and uh, right. yeah, and then. Yeah. But at, at the time, I was still feeling a bit discouraged in the midst uh. of all the ministry struggles, and it was it was impacting my sleep. And mm. in two thousand fifteen, Apple updated their iOS system to have podcasting as a native app. Yeah. And I started listening to podcasts regularly, particularly at night when I was trying to go to sleep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and I would listen to other people's stories because it would help me not to think about my own problems mm. and the things that were discouraging me and stressing me out. And later in 2015, it dawned on me. I thought, you know, I've done the radio stuff. I've done the voiceover stuff. I've got the equipment already here in my house. I should start creating some podcast content. Yeah. And I created a leadership podcast and it went decently well. And then I thought to myself after a while, I thought, you know, I've kind of talked about the main things I wanted to talk about with this. And it wasn't really something I had thought to turn into an interview Mm -hmm. podcast. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I transitioned into doing faith-based podcasting that went along with the content that I was writing and preaching about and things like that. And that's what really took off. And when that took off, it was, it, it, it was like, it, it it didn't take off on day 1 but it 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 started to catch on at a faster rate than that that leadership podcast mm-hmm. and i realized i was onto something that i yeah. basically
0: found my voice here do you feel like it was um we're, we, even with the books like how did there's a massive sea of books out on kindle direct publishing mm-hmm. how did you how do you feel like you got traction there did you do some awesome keyword research and just found these niches that People are already looking for because at this time I mean you had a small church, so it wasn't like you had a you weren't a celebrity pastor that had a massive following already, correct correct, yeah, I mean, I had the benefit of being connected
1: with people on social media, so that certainly helped and mm-hmm. and uh, the different things I've been involved in, and you know having been on radio and all of that and so okay. you know so I did have a little bit of a of uh, of help, I think in that respect, okay. but I really did dig into keyword research. And I also spent a lot of time investing in learning how to de- how to create nice looking covers. Mm. And uh, I, I made my covers, but I wanted them to be indistinguishable from a uh, professionally made cover. Yes. So I made really nice looking covers. Mm. And um, and then I would also title the books based on uh, things that people were searching for. Mm -hmm. And most people are searching for a problem to be solved. So I would title the books based on the problem that the book solved. And -hmm. I would try and figure out how to phrase it, you know, doing a little bit of Google search or uh, some keyword research. And I would put that up there. And then the channels that I had to share about it, I would share about it via those channels. And the, I, I think a big piece of it is just the the providence of God. I, I really think yeah. he was just saying, listen, I, I want the church that you're leading to do well. I know that you need income for your family to be, uh, for their needs to be met. This is the way we're going to do it. Yeah. You're going to earn some money in your voice work. You're going to, you're going to earn some money with these books and I'm, I'm just going to show it some added favor. Yeah. And I'm sure and there was really-
0: um times like it, you know, you've, you've had to, in just a few minutes, you kind of Talked about years of things that have transpired. I'm sure during those during those times, there were still times you're like, "Am I on the right track? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing?" And God is so faithful because He'll. I just remember just thinking through times in my life when I'm wondering, "Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I?" you know, if this is the right path for me, God will give you little com- pieces of confirmation here, a win on this, uh, you know, reading something that jumps off the page. Like that's exactly for me or listening to a sermon. And the pastor has no idea what he's saying that it, he doesn't know that what he's saying is, is exactly what I need to hear at that moment. Those little things that add up, like, yes, Ryan, yes, John, you're on the right path. A, a, a Kindle Brook sale, right? When you're wondering like, am I supposed to be doing this? Oh, we got a sale. Okay yep. I'm supposed to be doing this. Oh, exactly. Right. Yeah. Those confirmations all along the way. Yeah. Just it was like, like almost like just a little, cause you can't see the whole path, but he'll give you a flashlight on the little crumb. Where's the next crumb? Oh, another sale. Okay. Just keep right. following those and you'll go lead right into what you're supposed to be doing. A hundred percent. Wow. So how did I so say with the books and you're still selling those Kindle books today? Oh yeah, they're all that's still awesome. out there, and that' awesome. That's just recurring rev, passive income that just comes in. You did the work once, and now they're still making money for you.
1: Oh yeah, and and that, and I, I mean, that led to a really cool opportunity. But I'll save that domino sure. for where it actually fits into the story. But yeah, but yeah. So at this point now, it's gone voiceover to books uh-huh. to now I'm podcasting. Okay, and the podcasts start catching on, and I start realizing my online presence is very disjointed. Because I've got podcasts and I've got books, Mm -hmm. but how do they connect with one another? And I thought, I really need to develop a website. And I thought, if I'm going to develop a website, it needs to have a blog. Because if it doesn't have (laughs) something to it that is uh, updated content, it Mm -hmm. just is a static website that really isn't going to show up well in search results or anything like that. I had purchased years earlier, not knowing what I was going to do with it. But I had purchased the domain desirejesus.com because I thought that was a really good domain. And I thought someday I'm going to be glad I own this. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to put all of my content underneath that domain. And that way the books and the podcasts and the blog will all be found in one location. And so I did that. And each week I would then take my sermon manuscript And I would post it as a blog post. That's awesome. And then I would take the first three paragraphs of that sermon manuscript, and I would send it out as a newsletter as I eventually developed an email list related to it. So it was one piece of content that I was now using several different ways and distributing it several different ways. And I added another podcast that was basically the sermon being preached. And, um, and so, you know, now I've got multiple podcasts. I've got the blog, I've got the website, I've got the Kindle books mm-hmm. and all of this is now working together where I'm, I'm yes. utilizing work that I've done once, but I'm utilizing it multiple times.
0: Yes. And,
1: um, then I added a third podcast and so now there were three podcasts. So the, <laughs> the big one is, is, uh, the chapter a day audio Bible uh-huh. where I read a chapter of the Bible and then I have a time of prayer related to the content of that chapter Okay, And then, uh, then I have uh, uh, daily devotions with Pastor John, where I have a, a short devotional and a time of prayer. Uh-huh. And then I have a book, uh, a uh, podcast called Dwell on These Things, which is all about how we think and, and, and live as, as believers in Christ. And that includes sermon content, and it includes interviews. Uh-huh. And uh, that leads to the, uh, the most recent domino. And it was kind of a big one. Yeah. And the most recent domino is because I had all those books and because the podcast really started growing and the, the, uh, the blog started growing, the podcasts are at six and a half million downloads at this wow. point and, uh, and progressing. It, at the uh, In 2019, when my books were really selling well, I thought to myself, um, I want to reach out to a traditional publisher and see if they might be... <clears throat> excuse me, I said, I want to reach out to a a traditional publisher and I want to see if they might be interested in anything that I have put together. And Mm -hmm. I realized that they don't want to talk to you if you don't have an agent. Mm -hmm. So I started reaching out to agents and agents looked at my online platform and and some of the things that I had built there. They saw the books, they saw the podcast, all of that. Mm -hmm. An agent Mm -hmm. signed me. He asked me, what are you working on next? I gave him a book proposal for what I was working on next. He started shopping that around to different publishers. Uh And the largest publisher in the United States, Penguin Random House, offered (laughs) me a book deal. Wow. And and that book, it's called Dwell on These Things. So I named the podcast and the book the same thing. Uh, But if you go to any bookstore in the United States, it's very easy to find. You just go to wherever Andy Stanley's book is. Uh Uh-huh. And you go one book to the left, and you'll find my book. You'll find dwell on these <laughs> oh, things. Stanley one and Stongy,
0: right there. It's, That's awesome. you are right there on the shelf. Wow, next your name to- couldn't have been more perfect.
1: <laughs> I know, isn't that great? No one can pronounce my name if they haven't heard it. Uh, you got it a hundred percent right. Most people get my last name wrong when they see how it's spelled. Oh, but yeah, you gosh. just go one book to the left of Andy Stanley, and there my book is: dwell on these things. And um, and so, I mean, talk about like, I mean. When I look at this whole thing, I, I I think if I could go back to 2014 and 2015 when I was feeling so discouraged yeah. and so depressed and just talk to myself back then and say, like, hey, it's all going to work out. Yes. Just take the next step. It's going to work out way better than you even thought. Just yes. keep going. Mm-hmm. Do what you feel like the Lord's leading you to do. Be obedient to his leading. And then watch as he takes care of of a whole bunch of uh, details and gives you all sorts of ideas and opens up all sorts of doors. Just walk right through it. And uh, you're, you're going to see some really cool stuff and it's about to happen right now. And none of that would have happened if everything was easy for me. I felt like I got pushed into this and uh, out of necessity. And now I look at it. I think I am so grateful for the discomfort of 2014 and 2015. Because if every, if the church was able to pay me, and I was able to just earn a traditional salary, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had the same fire to start pursuing yes. things. And I, I never would have, ex- we wouldn't be having this conversation. I wouldn't right. have been experiencing the cool things that I've
0: been able to experience. So you would have been able to impact those, those, your congregation in Pennsylvania, but not the larger audience that the Lord has now blessed you with the ability to influence. Wow. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I, I say something, um, a lot that uh, and i did i obviously didn't come up with this but uh that god doesn't can't direct i'm sure he can't he can do anything but (laughs) we can have that conversation but god can't direct a parked car so like Mm -hmm. if you hadn't have stepped into it a lot of people i feel like they are wondering what god's called them to do and they're just waiting waiting Mm -hmm. waiting waiting on things to happen where if they feel like um the God is probably speaking to them all the time, dropping things in their heart and their mind. Then they're just not taking that action and start walking down, knock on a door, do something, have a conversation. I was talking with a friend of mine the other day who is contemplating a move, a, a, a career move. And I said, What's the harm in just having a conversation with that company, that person? You're going to, as you do that, just be listening to the Lord and, and, and listen for that that red light or that green light. If you go have that conversation and it just doesn't feel right, that just mm-hmm. a huge X in your heart about it. Like, okay, that's not the right thing. But if you, there's peace and it just, it's like when I was uh, going to college. I had to visit several different universities, but I knew that um, once I walked on and I didn't, I really didn't know this, but what happened was when I went to Huntington University in Huntington, Indiana, I walked step foot on that campus talking to people. It just felt right. I felt, you know, big, huge, the peace of God, a big red, a big green light in my heart. And don't you feel like that's the same way that people just got to take action? You got to, if you sense a leading, it doesn't mean you have to like go all in on it. Just take small steps towards that, knock on a door, have a conversation. It's nothing that if you're wrong, it's going to completely destroy your life. Right. Just start going down that direction. And if you feel the peace of God, then, that's, then, you, then you go take a little bit more of a step and like, wow, then doors start to open up. And then God puts people in your path that just give you that confirmation that, yep, you're on the right path. This is what what, you want me, what I want you to do.
1: Yeah, you have to take that next step of faith. You don't have to know the next 15 things to do. Just take yeah. the next step of faith.
0: Yes. You got to take the step. You do have yeah. to take the step. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. Okay, so you had the um three podcasts. Uh you got the desirejesus.com and I want to make sure I wouldn't have I well, where do you want, I, at the end, I want to um, ask you, where do you want people to go? But I might as well say, do you want people to go to Desire Jesus to find you? Yeah. I mean,
1: they could they could go there. It depends on what they're looking for. But okay. if they want to go to DesireJesus.com, they could find stuff okay. there. If okay. they Or they could go to PlatformLaunchers.com. They could find yes. me in both spots.
0: Let's talk about that. So how did that even come about? So you are you got all these podcasts. I'm sure you have people wondering how in the world you you did that. And that's what... What happened, I assume?
1: that Yeah, that's that's it. What I, I started to notice is I, I developed all these different things, and then uh, my online platform, in addition to conveying the message that I feel most passionate about, it started to develop an income. It mm. became income producing. People would ask me if they could advertise on the podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I did that li- in a limited way, mm-hmm. but then I also have a bookstore on my, on my, uh, online platform where all the different mm-hmm. books I've written are, are located. And then I made uh-huh. those into affiliate links also. And so I get yep. paid twice with each of those books. Yep. And, um, and then people started hiring me to do webinars and, and, um, and then I get advertising on the blog itself. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, And so there's a whole bunch of things like that, and 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 then I get a a traditional book deal. Yeah. And so all of this turned into a uh, a healthy, like multiple healthy streams of income. Mm. To the point that even though now the our church is at a much healthier spot, I actually have an agreement with the church that I get paid last. Mm. Meaning paying me is an optional thing. The church no longer needs to pay me because I've developed additional sources of income. Wow. And so we hired uh, some additional people on staff this past year. We also uh-huh. took on support of a new missionary, and we've done some other ministry projects, because and, and the church is able with confidence to approach many of those things knowing that if funds get tight, we don't technically have to pay our pastor. He's fine with us not paying That's him awesome. because he got used to it during that stretch when the church yes. wasn't able to pay me. Yes. You know, eventually they were able to pay me again, but for that stretch while this ball got rolling, uh that was the case and so so people started asking me they're like how are you doing this? You know, how how is this coming to pass? Like how are you earning an income in a non-traditional way? And and once people ask you that question enough times, you start to realize all right, I, I think I need to, instead of just saying the same thing over and over and over again, I think I need to either turn this into a course or a membership or something like that. And um uh, eventually, what I decided to do was to create a membership community called yeah. Platform Launchers, mm-hmm. where I help people launch online platforms. And I and I basically just walk them through the process, like figuring out their message, and mm-hmm. then showing them how to deliver the content, and yes. develop a tribe, deploy a team, derive their income, do all of those things. Yes. And um, and so a few months ago, we started a membership community up, and uh, it, it's been a lot of fun helping people through the process. It took me about seven years to learn, and so I'm trying to save people time and help them get there a lot quicker.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's the benefit of of hooking up with somebody like you. Is like, yeah, you probably could figure it out on your own, and eventually, I mean, watch some YouTube videos and put it all together, but man, it just shortcuts the process tremendously if you hook up with somebody like you who's already done it and made mistakes, and you can help me figure out, well, don't do that because I already made that mistake. Right. Yeah, Wow. That's so cool. So platform launchers. Yep. Yeah. They could if people want to check
1: it out. They could even try it out for free if they'd like. Just go oh, to platform. Cool. Yeah, platformlaunchers.com uh-huh. and uh, they could jump on there and just just see. We have a we call it the launch plan. We just work people through a series of, of uh seven different training sections there okay. where we help them start from scratch, or if they already have something developed, we show them
0: how to take that to the next level. Yeah. What are some examples of some folks in there and what their, what their messages are and what they're doing with it? So some of the people, it's usually
1: usually when people get plugged into it, they have one element of a platform that okay. is kind of their sweet spot. Uh-huh. So for example, there's there's one guy in the group that, that jumped on board. He just published his third book and wow. uh, we were able to celebrate that with him. So he just published his third book, but he realized, uh-huh. okay, I don't have any sort of a marketing machine to tell people about the content that I'm writing. I'm mm-hmm. sitting here waiting for other people to just discover it. And he realized yeah. it doesn't work out so well. And mm-hmm. so he wanted to know, well, what does it look like to develop a better web presence with a blog yeah. and with these things? Or, or should I start podcasting? Or maybe I should even go into YouTube or doing webinars or things like that. So our goal is to help him figure out, all right, you've got this message, you're writing a book, mm-hmm. and you've written several books, in fact. What does it look like to actually have a healthy online platform that allows you to be, in, in a sense, your own media channel, your own marketing engine, where you're not waiting for people to eventually discover it, but you yeah. put several things into place and you could get that wheel going. And yes. uh, get your message out there. So that's one good awesome. example.
0: Yeah. What are some of the things that you're seeing? Because um, I have a lot of people that are listening. That there's a lot of e-commerce sellers, but a lot yeah. of people that want to do exactly what you're talking about, right. and what we call it in the I, in my book Streams of Income. There's three main ways to make money online, and the the first one, one of them, one of the easiest ones is sell physical products because you could find stuff around your home right now and put it on Facebook Marketplace, and you got money starting to come in. Right. Um, but the second one is what you just described, taking up something on your heart, a message, something you've learned, mm-hmm. some experience and turning that into an income using, uh, it could be a course, it could be a podcast, books, whatever. And all those, usually it's several different things to create multiple streams. Right. What are some of the challenges you're finding with those? You're hearing about probably a lot of the same pain points. What are some of those pain points that uh, in people in your group are saying that they're trying to get, get over? The first
1: pain point that we really try and help people get over is discovering their message. Mm. You haven't figured out the message that you're supposed to deliver. Uh-huh. It doesn't make sense to try and build a platform until you figure out the message. <laughs> right. If you're, if you're trying to build a platform that's all over the place, and believe me, I understand this because I, when I, I didn't initially set out to build a platform, I just started writing books and then doing podcasts and then realized... Oh, if this is going to be a platform, I've got some foundational things I need to put in place to actually Mm -hmm. tie all this together. And so uh, figuring out my message was very, very important for me to understand how everything fit. And so that's one of the early things that we try and help people narrow down. What is your message? Because everything's going to be based off of that. Now, your message can have some subsets under it. Mm. It doesn't mean you can only talk about one specific thing. But what you're talking about to fit with the overall concepts that you're trying to communicate, and uh, that's usually one of the pain points early on, helping people figure out what of their
0: interests they would like to uh, hear and discuss. Love it. So if you're a pastor and you talk, typically talk about a bunch of different things, would you in- encourage them to say you know, pick your, what you feel like is your main message. Cause you, you can think about some of these people who are out in the media, the celebrity quote pastors that they, and they talk about a lot of different things, but they're usually, you can name like one thing that they're kind of known for. Would you kind of hone it into, into that one, that one message that it's like, maybe their most popular sermon series or just like what they seem to be tend to tend to go back to all the time.
1: Definitely. In fact, there's, there's one, uh, there's one man that's in our our membership group that has had a lot of success with a book that he wrote on parenting. Okay. And he's he himself is a former pastor okay. and he wrote he wrote a, he's written several books but his most popular book is related to parenting. Mm-hmm. And so he's decided to go all in on establishing a parenting Platform. Love it. And uh, so his other content is still available on there, but the platform itself is primarily focused on, on helping people with parenting. And that's something awesome. that in recent days he's gotten a lot of clarity about and uh, decided my platform should be about helping people with parenting. The yeah. other things yeah. would be secondary
0: in uh, in their focus. Yeah. That's awesome. And since you're building a membership community out of that, I would be in there, you know, and encouraging them also to think about membership communities because you got that recurring income because you can write a book and the books are great because it's, it can be recurring, right. but you don't know, you don't really know how often you're going to make a sale on a book. But if you had 50 people paying you hundred dollars a month, you guarantee you know, people are going to leave and and come in all the time, but you have that solid base. It's almost like partners in a ministry. You know, you got five thousand people that are giving you, and and they've done that for the last two years. You can kind of exactly. count on that income, and the membership community is so powerful in that way.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a much more stable way of of earning an income and serving mm-hmm. people consistently. And when people join a membership community, one of, one of the nice things that differentiates it from a course, and I like courses too, but Perfect. one of the nice things about um, being part of a membership community is that it has built in accountability and the ability to celebrate. Yes. So I told you that, that one of our members recently published his third book. Uh-huh. What was really cool when we jumped on the member call together, yeah. we have yeah. weekly member calls, how people were able to celebrate that win with him, mm-hmm. and how one of the guys just last night, I got a message from one of the guys in the group that started up his blog. Uh-huh. So it was cool. He posted that in our forum. We have a community call tonight. And so we're going to be jumping on there. And that's one of the things that we'll be celebrating tonight when we get on that call. And that's so awesome. it's not one of the things that frustrated me uh, without. Re- me realizing it was frustrating me. When I was building all this stuff, I felt like I did it alone. Like I was doing this all alone. I don't know too many people in my day-to-day life that podcast or blog. (laughs) Or write books. (laughs) I don't know people that do that. And so, like, you know, you try and talk about it with people or people that are even trying to develop multiple streams of income from an online platform. How many people in the real world do you know doing that? (laughs) We meet each other online, you know, or at conferences. But -hmm. I don't meet people like that necessarily in my community or in my neighborhood. They're probably there. But even if even if they're there, I'm probably gonna (laughs) meet them online before I meet them face to face. That's so true. And so it's nice to have people that get what you're talking about. Yes, and that's the other benefit of doing stuff like this. You actually find you you find your uh, tribe. Yes, and uh, and people that that'll celebrate some of these things with you instead of looking at you like, oh, that's nice. Exactly. We talk
0: about that in the Amazon space, like people that uh, sell on Amazon, then go to family reunions and. Uh, family gatherings and somebody asks like, how's that e-commerce thing going? And, or they don't even know that it that, you know, some people think that Amazon just sells books and like, they don't even understand that you can make an income selling physical products online. It just doesn't make sense to most folks. So having a community like our legends community and like your platform launchers is so valuable. Even I would say, John, even if somebody doesn't even go through the content, just the value of having other people in the group together to to know that if i ask a question like how do i post my podcast on libsyn or whatever that people understand and they can be right there and answer it back that's totally. so crazy valuable totally just that support system oh yeah yeah it
1: makes it, it you know there are people that talk your language or people yeah. that you get to interact with it's it's a lot of fun yeah that's awesome
0: man i wish you the best Play, speak blessings over you your business i love there's a lot. I've loved this conversation because it's uh, more than just business. Just how to hear, how to know what God's called you to do, how to take those steps, mm-hmm. and uh, He is so faithful. He will show up and He'll show you the way. So, any last, what other advice would you give for people who are, um, especially uh, think think back to the your your days when you were not making those those stressful days? Because I know there's a lot of pastors. And you don't even have to be a pastor. Everybody has stress that they deal with. And they're like wondering what that next step is and how they're going to pay the bills. Um, What would you say to that person who's just struggling right now and uh, needs to to hear from God?
1: (laughs) I I would say as somebody that's on the other side of what was a very painful struggle, stay optimistic, trust Mm -hmm. that God will show you the next step. And when he shows it to you, then have the faith to take it even mm-hmm. if it stretches you and, and don't despise your discomfort because some of my, my greatest blessings mm-hmm. have come from the fact that I was presented with discomfort first. And that discomfort is meant to snap you out of your routine. You're in a routine, you're in a rut. There's certain yes. things you're familiar with, you know, it, and you're just kind of going along that path. Cause you've always gone along that path. And then Gosh, discomfort yes. comes and we're, and we start saying, why me? You know, we and and then you look back a few years and you realize that was such a gift to experience yes. that discomfort because it shook yes. me out of familiar structures, yeah, and pushed me in a direction that I was not already going. Mm. And now I get to reap the benefit of something that really was birthed in pain.
0: Wow, oh my gosh, that's so good. We could talk a whole episode about that. Don't despise your discomfort. It might also, would you say that it's also could just be. Um, I've used the word before. Again, I heard it from somewhere else, but a divine discontent that you, you're, things are working. Um, you may not even be the person who's struggling. It might be the person that the bills are getting paid, but I just don't feel like this is it. Like there's mm-hmm. I'm missing something. Uh, I feel like there's more, but I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and even if somebody fi- finds himself in that kind of context, trust that God will show you the answer yeah. Yeah. at yeah. the right time. Yes, you know, you know, like it, I think it's okay to have that that spot where you're kind of wrestling and thinking I you know I I everything's fine but I don't know I have this sense that that something else is coming. It may be that the Lord's stirring up your spirit to get your radar ready to notice it when it comes. Yeah. And uh and he'll show you what in, yeah. in time he will show you what it is mm-hmm. and uh, I I think that he'll end up convincing you of it as well.
0: Yeah. I love it, man. This has been awesome. I'd love to have you back to talk about any of this other stuff too.
1: (laughs) Brian, it it was awesome to be on, on the show. I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to meet last month and thanks so much for the privilege to, to be a guest on your
0: podcast today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, Let me know how else I can help you. And I I love what you're doing. I want to support other entrepreneurs and uh, what you're doing is super important. And there's so many people that need to get their message out. Just had no clue how to do it. And you're teaching them. So thank you.
1: Well, we're going to have you over to, to talk to, to our people as well over at Platform Launcher. I so love it. I can't wait to have you over there as well.
0: Let's do it. God bless you. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.